Hi, you're listening to All Law, an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran and Sridharan, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to combine the knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we will discuss notable judicial and regulatory developments and analyze the business implications of the law as it evolves in India. In this week's podcast, we will be talking about rule of anti-dissection versus rule of dominant feature, a legal conundrum. The likelihood of confusion or deception amongst the consuming public is a sine qua non element in an action for infringement or passing off. There are various parameters that are taken into consideration while assessing the degree of likelihood of confusion between two trademarks, such as the goods and services under the disputed marks, the class of consumer, and the trade channels involved in Teralia. The Triple Identity Test, which is an amalgamation of the aforementioned three parameters, is often relied upon by the judiciary to assess the similarity between two marks and or the likelihood of confusion amongst the public. This test has been relied upon in various cases wherein it has been observed that where the defendant has made use of an identical or deceptively similar trademark in relation to identical goods having an identical trade channel, the balance of convenience would tilt in the favour of the plaintiff. It is a settled principle of law that deceptive similarity is adjudged based on the visual, phonetic and structural similarity between the marks in question. The process of assessing similarity between two composite marks births a direct conflict between the rule of anti-dissection and the rule of dominant feature. While the spirit of the former rule has been captured by sections 15 and 17 of the Trademarks Act of 1999, the latter is a product of many judicial pronouncements. There has been a constant debate around the two rules and this article endeavours to bring clarity on this subject matter. reading of sections 15 and 17 of the Trademarks Act evidences the fact that the legislative intent behind these provisions is that where a trademark consists of several elements, it should be viewed as a whole, that is, as an indivisible unit and unless a part of such a composite trademark is separately subject of trademark protection, the proprietor has no exclusive right qua a part of the composite mark. The rule of anti-dissection is based on the basic assumption that an ordinary prospective buyer would be impressed by the composite mark as a whole and not by its component parts. Hence, it promotes the idea that technical gymnastics should not be done in an attempt to find some minor differences between conflicting marks. On the other hand, over the years, the judiciary has propounded the rule of dominant feature, which means that a mark is said to be infringed by another trader if, even without using the whole of it, the latter uses one or more of its essential features. 
This rule is based on the understanding that a consumer of average intelligence having an imperfect recollection might only retain the prominent part of a composite mark. The reflection of the rule of dominant feature could be seen in section 11b of the Act, which states that a mark ought not to be registered if the said mark is similar to an earlier mark and is being used with respect to similar or identical services and is capable of causing confusion and deception amongst the public. Here, a deceptively similar mark could also mean a mark wherein the dominant feature of another mark is being used. Therefore, it appears that there is a direct clash between the said rules because, as per the letter of law, the rule of dominant feature is arbitrary and should not be applied. However, in practice, the rule of dominant feature is being applied and relied upon often. The courts in India appear to be in conflict on the applicability of the rule of dominant feature and the rule of anti-dissection. In certain cases, the rule of anti-dissection has been preferred over the rule of dominant feature, whereas in certain other cases, it has been the other way round. For instance, in the case of PhonePay Private Limited versus Easy Services and others, the court, while recognizing the rule of dominant feature, held that the term pay, PE, in the competing marks, that is, phone pay and Bharat pay, was deceptive in nature as it was intended to mean pay, P-A-Y. Therefore, the same cannot be held to be the dominant feature of the set marks. However, the court also observed that composite marks cannot be dissected. It is also pertinent to note that in the case of Kerala Healthcare versus Aurit Healthcare, it was observed that while examining the question of misrepresentation or deception, the comparison must be made between the two trademarks as a whole. It was held that the defendant's mark, Panto Block, was deceptively similar to the plaintiff's mark, Panto Dak. On the other hand, the Delhi High Court, in the case of South India Beverages versus General Mills Marketing, while stating that the rule of anti-dissection is the primary parameter that is to be followed, observed that it is permissible to accord more or less importance or dominance to a particular portion or element of a mark in cases of composite marks. It was observed by the court that both the elements constituting the mark of the plaintiff, that is, Hagen and Das, are equally dominant and are liable to be accorded sufficient protection under the legal framework. An injunction was granted against the defendant who was using the mark does. It is also noteworthy to mention the case of Sab Miller versus Jack Penn Breweries, wherein the plaintiff was a proprietor of the marks Coates and Coates 5000 in words, and the defendant claimed to be the proprietor of the mark Coates Cox, Cox 5001 in numerals. The court observed that the balance of convenience was in favour of the plaintiff as irreparable harm and injury would be caused to the plaintiff if the defendant was not injuncted from using the impugned trademark COX COX 5001 in respect of beer as that would lead to confusion amongst the consumers. At the same time, the courts have also recognised that the rule of dominant feature is not in violation of the rule of anti-dissection. For instance, in the South India Beverages versus General Mills marketing case, 
the court observed that the principle of anti-dissection and identification of dominant mark are not antithetical to one another, and if viewed in a holistic perspective, the said principles rather complement each other. Further, the High Court of Delhi, while comparing the two rules in the case of Stifle Laboratories versus Ajanta Pharma, observed that the rule of dominant feature is not in violation of the rule of anti-dissection, rather it is a preliminary step on the way to an ultimate determination of the confusion amongst the consumers. It is evident from the above that the courts have been ebbing and flowing over the two rules as on one hand, the rule of dominant feature is being recognized while on the other hand, it is promoting the notion that composite marks ought not to be dissected. The rule of dominant feature has been placed under the umbrella of the rule of anti-dissection, which in our opinion is futile as the two are contradictory to each other by definition. Once the rule of dominant feature is recognized as an independent rule and is not just considered as a preliminary step towards the ultimate determination, the same would be in conflict with sections 15 and 17 of the Act. Since the Act only caters to the rule of anti-dissection and nowhere expressly mentions or recognizes the rule of dominant feature, the clash between the two might lead to arbitrariness and absurdity in the legal fraternity and or amongst the public. It is noteworthy to mention that India is a common law country and hence the law of precedence, that is, stare decisis, is also an imminent source of law. It was observed by the Delhi High Court in the case of South India Beverages that where there are both similarities and differences in the marks, they must be weighed against one another to see which predominates. Hence, which test is to be applied would completely depend on the unique facts of each case. We would like to conclude by saying that the fundamental criteria for assessing similarity between two trademarks is the likelihood of confusion and there is no one straitjacket rule that can be relied on to assess the confusion amongst consumers. The same would depend on the unique facts of each case and therefore it would lead to arbitrariness and absurdity if one rule is given prominence over the other. For taking the time for listening to this series. We would love to hear your feedback, comments and questions about the episode. You can write to us at podcast at lakshmi3.com to know more. You can even suggest topics for future episodes you'd like to hear more about. Do check out our website www.lakshmi3.com which has been linked in the episode description below to keep abreast with relevant legal updates. We hope you'll join us next week.